Well, you know, uh, normally uh, when Rick Breuder comes in the studio now, the uh, first salutation is duck because something comes flying in the room ahead of him, or at least with him. <laughs> at least it did the last time out. Rick Breuder, it's so good to have you with us in the studio. So good to be here. I did not bring any drones this time, though. <laughs> so that, that I will tell you, that was fun, to have the drone flying around. And Wait a minute. we got to make sure the program director's not listening. <laughs> that we had drones flying in the studio. But well, you're pretty good with that. Has, has the FAA dictated that no drones in the studio? I don't know. We don't want to give them a chance to dictate anything. But the thing, fascinating thing to me was, you brought that drone, and you were so good at flying it. The next week, <laughs> Gary brought his in, and we saw just Promptly what goes crashed. into learning how to do it yeah, properly. We, we were not as good. And <laughs> so there was a wonderful big learning curve that we knew nothing about until we brought that into the studio. Ladies but, and gentlemen, once again, be informed that the Internet Advisor is just a group of young boys having a good time. <laughs> as you can big see, toys. Yeah. when, when right. one brings in a toy, the other one has to go out and get there one. There you yeah. go. There you <laughs> go. So much fun. My son just loves Oh yeah, well, those I, are and for sixty nine dollars, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. By the way, folks, if you want to look back a couple of our podcasts, you'll see all the information in there, including a little video of uh, the uh, test flight in studio <laughs> with the uh, with the with the drone. I, I, I just love the cover line that Gary used for his wife. Oh, my son just loves this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's for the kids, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Rick, we uh, are delighted to have you with us. We have uh, taken your name in vain in various programs in terms of great resources that you provide on the web. And just to give you credit, you, know, you write not only, uh, you're appearing here graciously in person, or very grateful to have you in the area to talk about gadgets, but you're also on CNET, where I'm seeing you more and more. Your columns are appearing Right there, front page, CNET. Yes, indeed. I, write, yeah. I cover uh, not only I write the Cheapskate blog for CNET, but also uh, you know cover iPhone and Android stuff and tablet stuff and how-to right. stuff. So um, yeah, CNET's and then a good you're home. also involved with eHow. Yes, uh, eHow is uh, a great how-to site if you're looking right. for like basically tutorial on just about how to do anything. Uh, you'll find good stuff on eHow. Well, you know, it, there's a few more people now, but it's hard to. To be technical enough to understand what you're writing about, and then write about it in a way the rest of us can understand, yeah. and that's really, and that really is your gift. gift. It's a rare gift. It's a heavy great. burden, but someone has to carry it. <laughs> do, do you still? I, I understand it anyway, so I think that you know it's pretty understandable. That's not saying a lot. That's what I said. That was my point. It was a fairly low bar. So, Rick, did you bring in... You know, we didn't... uh, Do you still do that article with the other guy where you guys go head to head? That's E-How, right? Oh, my God. That is... Dave Johnson, right? Folks, you got to go to that site. It's well worth the look. It's a great time. The column is called Geek vs. Geek, and I do it with my buddy Dave Johnson, and there's a print version that we do once a month, but we also do these video segments. Uh, In fact, I'm headed out to California next month to do another batch, and uh, yeah, we just have fun arguing about all all stu- all things technology, and you know I'm right about most things, and he's wrong about most. Things, so it works out great for me. Of course. Wait, wait a minute, we get, get Dave on the phone. <laughs> you learn a Don't lot, but himself. it's really a great. It's entertaining. It is. Thank you. Get you. A lot I appreciate out of that. It. It's hugely entertaining. Now I got to ask you the, the most important question: Did you bring your iPhone six with you? I did. I have an iPhone <sighs> six. <laughs> And I'm keeping an eye on it, Foster. You <laughs> eyeballing it. Well, I just wanted to get the feel of the thing to sure. see how it feels. But did you bring the six plus too? I'm, I'm actually waiting on okay, the six so plus because I did uh, splurge a bit. Uh, very, went very much against the cheapskate grain, and I, I pre-ordered oh both. Oh wow! Because my thinking was that I will see which one I like better, and then the other will go on eBay. Uh, 
and a profit probably given yeah, you know, how probably. hard they are to come by. Oh my now. yes, yes. So, uh, but I did have a chance to fiddle with the six plus a bit in a T-Mobile store uh, recently, mm-hmm. and I th- I'm I'm feeling like I will probably end up with the plus. And oh really? This is very much a, a personal preference thing because everybody kind of <laughs> has their own thought as far as uh, you know that's too big or that's exactly the size I want. Um, I I've been waiting for a big iPhone for a long time, and I'm. I'm loving the six uh, for its size, mm. but I, I think the bigger one. And again, you you can check me next I month. Have, I have been surprised that the people that I know, the commentaries I've listened to, Leo Laporte and his group, and it, the the six plus is the one that people are going for. Right. So long as you don't put it in your back pocket and sit oh, down on it with we, all did, your we weight. Get the, let's just bend get that out of the way. Let's just get this out of the way because this week was a disastrous <laughs> week for I. Well, I should say this: it was a good week for people who lock, like to knock Apple yeah. because there was a. Uh, an update to the iOS 8, which is a new mobile system. Right. iOS 8.0.1 did a lot of stuff to people's phones. It was retracted almost immediately. I mean, right. I, I was thinking I, as soon as I saw it, I could get to it. Yeah, it was like it was gone. 20, 20 minutes or something. Yeah, and then within a day, I think it was, within yes. a day, maybe a little over 24 hours, it had been solved. Right. Well, and they have the, the 8.0.2 right. yeah, version that, that solved that and, did, and took care of all the things that the... The first one was supposed right. to take care right. of all Right, and, and at the risk of sounding like a, a, an Apple apologist, you know, I mean, people were very unhappy. <laughs> Cal's making a face like, you? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of people who were, of course, very upset when this update came out and yeah. it kind of bricked their phones. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Apple is a huge company, and for them to be able to be as, as nimble as that, That's to push an, out an update incredible. inside of 24 hours is really quite amazing. Think I, of Windows. Th- if Microsoft. this had been Mi- oh, a Microsoft, a Windows issue, could have been days or weeks. And they just had this happen recently where an update that they sent out did a whole lot of damage and they had to pull it. I, I'm, I'm yeah, but wrong. it was fairly quick too. Yeah, right? and within it a week was, they had it back. But well, I mean, this is within... Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. But the, the point is, it, tremendous it turnaround on getting the fix. Right, right. The other thing that came out this week was this whole bend gate. And by the <laughs> way, folks, if you go to internetadvisor.net, I got some pictures there. They're just kind of funny. But essentially, this, the claim was that if you put <laughs> the, the iPhone 6 Plus into one of these designer jeans, which are, look like they're sprayed on to start with, and my physiology couldn't fit anyway. <laughs> but in any case, apparently, if you did that, these things, being aluminum, would bend. If you sit down. If you sit and down And then apply them. weight to the phone. Um, yeah, How I, stupid do you have to be to do that? But well, you know, somebody was telling me recently that they carry their phone in their back pocket all the time. And they sit down all the time with their phone in the back pocket. Um, that's pretty dumb, if you yeah. ask me. because yeah. With just, any phone. With any phone. With any piece of electronics. Um, you know, now the 6 Plus being larger sure. and depending on how much weight you're putting when you sit down on it. Um, yeah, I suppose that's that's going to happen. But um, I, I think it's funny how um, people are now testing their phones to see if they can bend them. And I'm sure if you apply enough pressure, yeah. you will absolutely bend. Yeah, it's kind of like saying, saying when I hit it with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> hand it to me. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to bend it. But what I want to explain is that on the back of the phone, you'll see an Apple logo. Yeah. That Apple logo is not just stuck on the back it's actually cut into the phone right. and then they apply it on the inside to the phone well what that does is at that particular point in the back of the phone it does weaken the structure of the aluminum and i saw on the buttons as well on the button yeah. side is also and because of where it's placed at and where the buttons are and because it's aluminum that's the reason why it has less stru- less resiliency at that particular point but to put this in the framework too 
first of all, Apple says and they've only had nine phones come back, and when they've come back, they've replaced them. Sure, period. sure. Only nine out of ten million that have gone out so far. Now, the other thing though was, and this was a big thing for me, Consumer Reports came out and said, "This is nonsense. This is not a huge issue." When you compare it in terms of the number of people who have experienced and the reason why they experienced it, you know, and then afterwards people are trying to make it happen, uh, it's, it's ludicrous. I wouldn't put a $600 piece of any electronic equipment in my back pocket and Absolutely sit down, period. No, 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 it's just kind of just kind of dumb. But let's get back to sure. what has been your experience with the iPhone 6 that you have right there? Well, first of all, I, I really like it, and I've been waiting for a larger iPhone for some time because I've right. definitely been, for one oh, thing, yeah. I, my eyes are getting old and I need yeah. a bigger screen, and I'm tired of all the Android fanboys crowing about their big screens and, oh, look at that little <laughs> toy you have. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm and very, you were an Android user until back recently I when you went tr- back. I tried, in fact, I tried a Moto X, which was just about exactly this size and just didn't really care for the Android experience. Uh, I still don't. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, it, you know, it kills me how much money I spent on this thing. I mean, it kills me how much. Yeah. But relative to what you can get for Android, uh, you know, for the same, for half the money, for a third the money, the Android uh, power you can buy. Yeah, but that's true. But I like the iPhone. I just like the experience oh, of it. Now, you bought it. Uh, that You bought that outright. Yeah, so I went with the T-Mobile version, which was the only one that was oh. available at launch contract-free, because I'm not doing any more two-year contracts. You- not now, not ever. And so I splurged. I paid full price for this thing. You can do it on AT&T. You don't have to have a contract either. Well, I found that out later, Gary. Where were you <laughs> when I needed to know that? Because that's let's, how I bought mine. But come, I don't have it yet. Let's come I back and talk a little bit more about that. But I also want to talk about some of the other things that uh, you've been focusing on. The Moto X, sure. the Moto G, yeah. and uh, also on Chromebooks. Rick Brunner, the gadget guy with us in studio. You be sure to stay tuned. we got much more to talk about. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, Cal Carson, and Rick Breida in studio. Delighted to have all these guys with us. We're talking today about gadgets, obviously. One of the ones at the top of the list is something that's been much in the news, good and bad, and that is the iPhone 6. I, I finally have had one in my hands, and I am, I'm amazed at how much it feels like the old phones, but there's a little more real estate on it. And I like that little more real estate. It's not a whole lot more on the 6, is it? No, it doesn't feel like you're getting a super huge no, phone. Uh, it feels all. like a comfortable size to me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, people are, I think, concerned, especially existing iPhone u- users are concerned that, will this still fit in my pocket? Well, yeah. it'll you're, absolutely fit in your you're pocket. You're only going from a 4 uh, inch screen to a 4.7 inch screen. Right. right. And the bevels make it seem, first of all, it's thinner. Right, it is it's a little thinner, yeah. And, yeah. and the bevels make it seem a little smaller for some reason. Yeah. Right? For some reason, right? Yeah, yeah. They've gone so away from the squared off corners. Yeah. Physically, it's not so much larger than say a 5s mm-hmm. would be. Right. And um, again, it's just it's a beautiful design. It's it's you know typical for for Apple. Yeah. And you know it's uh, um, for a anybody gr- who's been waiting for a bigger screen. This is this is. But nice. it's more than just a bigger screen, right? It's the processor's faster, right? It's the, it's faster, yes, but you the know the phone's it's, better. Uh, yeah, it's it's such you know. incremental improvement at this point. Sure. That's uh, you but know it, the cameras, but is, it's catching up. Yeah, the ca- right. No, it, the it camera been, is. It, it had been behind um, the Android phones, and it's catching up now. In terms of speed, no, well, some in, of the f- almost everything. Yeah, right, right. Just but iOS everything. eight is actually responsible for a lot of what the iPhone six can do as uh. far as that catch up goes. It's not just a hardware issue. Um, you know, iOS eight brings a lot of little improvements, which are you know very nice, uh, mm-hmm. like some of the. Uh, things you can do with texting now, mm-hmm. and right. um, you know new, this, new features this, in the camera. The swipe, 
uh, keyboard. Oh, my you God. Know. Isn't that great? Yes. Finally. Isn't that Thank finally. you. But right? you know what I've discovered, <laughs> much to my surprise, is that even the stock keyboard with its predictive text, yes. mm-hmm. um, it's not only that it's trying to guess the word that it will guess the word as you type it. So mm-hmm. you can type a two, three letters, and then you know you well, kind of tap it. the word. Yeah. It guesses the next word. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to say something like, do you want to meet me for lunch, yeah. it will really almost guess every single word as you go. And so mm. you, it's just kind of tap, 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 boom, sentence. It's really quite impressive. And, well, you know, and the actually real... doesn't make the grammar mistakes that I would. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. the, real truth, the real truth is not guessing at all. That camera on the front is watching you type. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's it looks, location it, aware. It, it looks in the background and looks like, hey, he looks like he's hungry. Let's say lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Cal is just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. He's just kidding. We but think, one of the things we think I, he's just kidding. One of the things I like, for instance, with Texting now is that as I, I like dictating the text. Yes. Um, as I am texting, speaking, I can see what I'm saying appearing on the screen. Right. Yeah, if I like I'm that. near, I really like that. It's not just you dump the words in and then it spits them back. It used out to, to be you had to wait for Siri to kind of make her mind up to right. give it back to you. Although what's annoying is that you still need to be connected to the internet yes. for that to work, which yes. I don't quite get. I don't think that Android has that limitation. No. Uh, but anyway, it's it's an improvement. The reason sure. why you have to be connected to the internet for that to work is because you're actually sending that information back to Apple servers. It's doing yeah. the work for you and then coming back. I to don't you. know how that is possible that it could be doing it that quickly because it's the the You're right. speed at which the word appears after you say it, it can't I, be traveling. Yeah, can't be some forth. sort of hybrid model. It's, yeah. But right. the, there's, yeah, there's something, there's some reason, I'm sure, for it, but I don't think that's what it is. Well, but it, I, I'd be willing to betcha. I'll bet maybe there's some of it, but it's probably a hybrid, right? Yeah, it's part, part, of, part of that processing, part of the processing, I was told, was going back to their servers and coming back. But it's appearing, the words appear instantaneously. But have you noticed that sometimes it corrects? So I think what's happening is maybe oh. it's guessing locally and it's verifying remotely well because be. sometimes I'll be saying something and it'll get the words a little bit wrong mm-hmm. but then it'll fix itself. One of the other fun things I found out with this is that I have an iPad you should too now. Does that for is that when I have my phone, for instance my phone is somewhere else being right. charged, the iPad rings. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. <laughs> is that funny? So I can answer the phone, yes. I guess, on the iPad. So I haven't done it yet. up to your head if you can <laughs> make a phone call. All right, listen, we could talk a lot more about this. I want to make one quick stop before we go on now to the Android side and talk about the motos. But, uh, Cal, I wanted to stop for just a moment because I know that uh, something important has happened with Mac Group Detroit, the big Mac, one of the largest in the country. Terry and the, uh, the White, first. who was the president, was the first. Okay, Terry White, first, anyway. uh, who uh, reigned there for almost. Well, he was the founder of the yeah, group. Yeah, right. He, he started back in the 90s. Uh, well, maybe it was further back than that. But roughly about 28 years. He, yep. he, was, he was the founder, and for 28 years, every month, religiously, Never missed the one. Uh, he was at every Mac group right. meeting and, and random and, and orchestrated and stuff like that. And so uh, he he had a lifestyle change and he moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so uh, at, when he left, he said, you know, this group will go on if it's going to go on with me or without me. Yep. Because actually the group is not necessarily Terry White. The group is all the yep, members right. that are part of right. it. And so now he's gone, and last weekend, matter of fact, we had our first meeting without him, which was a weird, surreal experience for me, because uh-huh. I had never seen anything like that before. But um, there are 
members of the organization who have stepped up and decided they'll they'll keep this thing going and 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 it, the meeting went off flawlessly without any problem right. uh sheeta hunter was uh, one of our lifetime members and she uh pretty much did the whole meeting that particular day because she had subject matter to fill it up with and uh uh dave mcguire is another person that's uh, involved with that uh, brian stone's involved and for some reason or another, they said, hey, yeah. why don't we take that bozo on the radio and put him in charge, too? So, Guess who has the mic all the time? <laughs> so no no one, no one person is El Presidente for life, but uh, it, it's a group effort, and we're going to maintain that group and keep it going and mold it in the directions that need to be done. Oh, that's great. Well, awesome. just to let you folks know, is continuing. Cal is part of that group that's uh, helping it to continue and uh, – I'm so delighted to hear that. Now, Rick, let's get back to you. Rick Brody here. Uh, you brought some other things. Now, we don't people thinking this is an Apple-centric program, although we, one more thing we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But uh, you had some comments you want to make about the Moto X and the Moto G. Sure. So let's give some equal time to uh, Android. Yep. Uh, you know, it was funny. Um, um, Motorola scheduled their new product launch the Friday before Apple's uh, iPhone 6 launch, which mm-hmm. I just cannot... How, how did why? that happen? Coincidence, right? Well, I mean, why would I understand them wanting to, to maybe beat them to the punch? But like they had basically one business day and then a weekend yeah. before they were completely lost in the shuffle. Yeah, exactly. In any case, um, I went to actually Chicago and um, sat in on the product launch, um, which was really cool. But uh, so Motorola took the wraps off some some pretty cool products. Uh, a new version of the Moto X phone. Which is the phone that's that's customizable? You can order it with like kind of a custom backplate and and accents oh, okay. and so forth, and has been physically very, customizable. Exactly, and has been very popular for them. And then a new version of the Moto G, which to my thinking is the single best budget phone you can buy today. I've heard that. Yeah. So the, the, why, why do you say that? Well, because the the Moto G, especially in its new incarnation, is a five inch phone. Uh, with an HD screen, it's not ultra high resolution, but it's an HD screen nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, decent processor, um, good storage, expandable with a micro SD slot. That um, is a big thing, I think. And yeah. you can buy it for one seventy nine unlocked, which means Ouch. you take it to whatever carrier you want and get the best service plan that you can. Uh, and it with, runs uh, which one of the uh, KitKat? KitKat, yeah, absolutely. which is the latest latest version of Android. Android. And it's I've you know I've I've uh, wow. got a demo unit and it's just a very solid nice feeling phone for I mean one hundred and seventy nine dollars. Well, wait a minute, I'm a little bit confused. Help, <laughs> come help, on, help, no, no, seriously, <laughs> okay. no, this is serious. You said you can buy one and take it to any carrier, so it doesn't matter whether the carrier is CMDA or GSM? Uh, thank you for mentioning that, actually. Uh, so I think there are two flavors. There's a GSM version and a CDMA version, um, but I... Would you explain that just for our listeners? Well, so there's there's two different types of, of uh, carrier technology, right? There's right. there's GSM and there's CDMA. And basically, in our country, we have the four big four carriers, AT&T and T-Mobile, rely on GSM. Mm-hmm. Verizon and Sprint rely on CDMA. Uh-huh. Um, of the two, I think GSM is the vastly superior think, technology, yeah. but um, in any case, if depending on which carrier you want to go to, or one of their little offshoot carriers like um, Cricket. Republic, uh, Cricket, Cricket or um, Republic. Straight Talk, um, you know, you have to make sure you get the right, right. version. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't recall if it's available in two those two flavors or it's just gsm but be uh, buyer beware right or it's it might be a world phone that it works with all of them i I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't either i I really don't recall but certainly you can find out online but the the you know the the one bummer about it is that it's limited to 3g 
Um, you won't get 4G mm. speeds on it. And Motorola has its reasoning for doing that. And the last version of the Moto G they came out with, about six months later, they came out with a 4G version for about $50 more. They may well do the same thing here. That's still not bad. You're still just a little over $200. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a, for, that's a, a buyout bang of a phone. For the buck. I mean, it's, you know, it's got removable backplates. Wow. You can put on a co- different colored backplate. It's just like, it's just a nice little phone. Mm-hmm. And it's, you yeah. know, five inch. It's, so I'm very excited about that. And then the other product that they. Um, released was the Moto 360, which, oh, is, which is the, the watch. Which is the watch, which I'm wearing on my. Oh, you are! Uh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Everybody yeah. comes running over. Get him! Get him uh, quick! <laughs> I Pin thought you down. were checking your pulse every uh, <laughs> no, you know, so continually this, or this, something. I've got the anyway. I'm not going to explain it on my <laughs> other wrist, but anyway. So this is the Moto 360, which is Motorola's smartwatch, and works only with Android phones, uh, right, unfortunately, right, right. which um, it, it's is a bummer for for me. But um, it's a nice product. I'm not really sold on whether okay. somebody needs it, but I want to talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Rick, right with us, we're talking about some of the new Android products that are out, and it's particularly the, the watch, and I'm uh, fascinated to talk more about it. This no whole new category of wearables. Back with the Internet Advisor to do more of that. We've been talking gadgets today with Rick Broida, who is our gadget guy. It's always fun to have him in here in the studio to see these things as well. Uh, and, and Rick, you do a you handle a lot of gadgets. I mean, that's part of really your life is just wearing these things, putting them to the test. It's and... a tough job. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. I am curious. We were talking just before the break about the watch you have, which is the Moto 360. 360. And um, just in general, is what's that experience like? for you uh is it really adding anything to your life is it yeah kind of fun but because uh, i'm wondering if this wearable thing is a fad that'll come and go or do we really have something that's significant going yeah, on Yeah, and before you answer that how many steps did you take yesterday <laughs> <laughs> let's see well today i'm up to almost 2000 so bring it up to my wrist and there it is um you know it's such a good question foster because um on the one hand, it it almost seems like superfluous technology. Yep. Like it's not something that we any of us really need, but can it be useful and practical? And, and I, do you I like really, it. Um, you know what? The Moto three sixty, I don't love. Okay. And you know, for a variety of reasons, um, it's a, it's a little bulky. Um, you have to charge it pretty much every day. Uh-huh. Um, I find that the, navigating the the interface of the watch is very cumbersome. Uh, things will pop up that I didn't want and can't get rid oh. of. It's 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 a little strange in that respect. Plus, it pairs with Android phones, and it won't pair with my iPhone, which is a, a bummer sure, for me. Sure, sure. And so I'm not able to give it, I guess, the quite the complete real world experience of, of testing uh-huh. that I would if I was an Android user, but Anyway, as as I've used it, I mean it's pretty cool because you can literally bring it up to your wrist and and or bring it up close to you and, and tap it and issue any kind of Google command like you know remind me to buy milk at the store or what's the capital of yeah. Nebraska anything you can do with Google on your phone you can do with ah, the watch as well yeah. and that that's pretty cool yeah, it's definitely is. very cool yes, yeah. but um, I really you know I've been saying for a while that I think it's going to take. Apple to make the smartwatch category work because they will figure it out. It's going to be maddening for <laughs> Samsung and all the other competitors because well, they've know, been coming out. They've with, tried. They've had these wearables out for a while. Right. They've had the Note and the many other things out of excellent pieces of equipment. But it's kind of like once Apple appears on yes. the scene, it just has well, this it's just finish like, and yeah. It's just like the MP3 players that yes. we we yes. bought initially, and right. everybody kind of went, "Wow, this is." This is kind of cool, and it took the iPod 
You're exactly Which is right. Apple's right. And same M- with the, same MP3 with the player, I mean, right? The smartphone too. I want to br- I want to step back to something you were talking about before with the Moto G, which is mm, the uh, the phone, and uh, it's available in a uh, three different flavors in the U.S. But if you want to use 4G LTE, uh, they have a U.S. GSM model, and it looks like. Um, it handles a whole lot of the 4G LTE bands. So I'm going to guess if you have anything that runs a f- GSM 4G LTE band, you'd be well, able to use Well, keep it. in mind, the new version of the Moto G, which was just announced, and I don't even know if it is is officially on sale yet, uh, is limited to 3G. The previous oh. revision was, cap- was 4G capable. But even so, uh, as far as which carriers it will support, I think you're right. There's going to be basically the three versions. So whatever network Keith you want to go out. to, right, check it out first. Whatever, whatever one you're going to use, whether it's one of the offshoots, uh, you know, um, cricket or one of the other ones, you know, sure. whatever it may be, or one of the major ones, folks, please check that out ahead of time. Quickly, guys, I want to talk about something that came up this week called this, uh, called Bash, and um, it's uh, first of all, would somebody but, please explain what that is? And it's being written up as the next heartbleed virus that's out there that spells doom, even though it's been around, I understand, for like 25 years. Well, 22 years, uh, and it actually stands for uh, Born Again Shell. And it's basically a shell that um, that you can use to program computers. It's specifically for Linux or for the um, Mac OS. Uh, but you have to be running. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Can yeah, I ask so, you a question? <laughs> yes, Cal. We were talking about you know making things clear for people. Could you tell them what a shell is? A shell oh, is just you. a place where you can take an, and inject a command to tell the server to do something. Thank no, you. Tell the computer to do something. The, the, right. the okay. computer to do something. And these are primarily on servers. So if you have a Mac and you have a Mac server, you probably need to, to pay attention and to go go patch this. And there are patches coming out. Um, if you, just you a, don't quick... have, if, you're, if your Mac is not a server, which most people listening to this uh, podcast, uh, you will not have a server. Right, right. You probably don't have to worry about this one. But the fact is that since this has been out for 22 years, there's probably other things out there that we haven't found or discovered yet. And, yeah. And we just hope that the good guys discover them before the bad guys, right? And it, it sounds like uh, I mean, Apple essentially has made a, their announcement is that basically most folks, am I right, Cal, who are using OS X, any form of that, are pretty well covered because. You're, uh, unless, long, unless, unless you're, you're, behind, run a if you're server. behind a firewall or a router, right. you know. Unless you're on a server, right? Um, unless you're on a server, and then apparently there are Xcode. There, are, there are ways of protecting it. Am I right on that, Cal? You can update. Yeah, that, that is that is correct. But the smartest thing to do is whatever platform you may be using, whether it be Windows, Mac, whether it's Linux, Linux, whatever ones that are out there, make sure you have all the current security updates applied to that yes. machine. That's your best defense to start with. Okay. Now the best thing that's happening for enterprises is that there have been so many Linux boxes, little servers stood up to do this, that, the other thing. I think what what we're all concerned about, um, because if you have a a web server, mm-hmm. it's almost, there There are other web servers, but 99% I, can't even, probably. I can't even think of what they are, right? Yeah, That's not right. quite true, but Linux is the vast majority right, of them. Right. So there's a, probably a number of Linux servers sitting in enterprises that we've lost track of. 
And uh, this is a great opportunity to go scan the network and, and make sure that you yeah. patch every one of them. It sounds like the people who are most at risk of this are the people who are most able to respond to it, like IT professionals. That's right. That's so I guess the key like. question here is that for the listener, uh, the guy who's sitting yep. at home with his, his Windows machine or his Mac. Uh, does no, only have, the Macs, not the only Windows Only the Macs, yeah, but, yeah, but even so, because yeah. you hear this is a big you know, thing yep. um, that you're going to be hearing about. Uh, do they have any reason to worry? Really? There's nothing they shouldn't worry because there's nothing they can do about it anyway. Okay, I'm going to post something that I saw. It could uh, something bad happen, uh, you know, to something they care about, but you know, a particular site or a particular company. Yeah, of course. I saw. That's why enterprises need to worry about this. Rick, I saw a command line test that you can use Mm -hmm. on your Mac to text for your bash vulnerability and okay. what i'm going to do is i'm going to post that so people can can you know put that in and cal you just you know pull up the terminal and then you'll see the page with the code that you can put into there yep. and it bang it runs the scan and i guess you then find out whether you are vulnerable whether you even have a and, shell. and in addition to that within a n- the couple of weeks from now apple's going to have a software update to plug into it automatically yeah. anyway there you go there you go. So that's being worked on right now. I want to do one more thing, Rick, before we go. And we have not done this seriously here because we haven't had any hands. I don't think any of us have had our hands on Chromebooks. But you've tested them out. And I, the one that I posted on our, our website here was the that, that HP that was a 14-inch HP. Right. That had, it was a great deal that was out. It's no longer there. Yeah. You know, one of your great deals. Uh, but just talk about Chromebooks in general. And, and what are your thoughts? You've had your hands on them. Are, the next, are they the next best thing and since sliced bread or what are they? Well, you know, I'm going to admit, first of all, that I'm kind of flip-flop on this a little bit because I think in our past discussions of Chromebooks, I've been a little hard on them and said that they're really just kind of like netbooks and they're, you know, uh, kind of a no, no real value to choosing one mm-hmm. over a Windows laptop, especially when there's only a maybe a $50 price differential. But um, when I was shopping for a machine for my son to take to middle school, yeah. um, I started really seriously thinking about a, a Chromebook. And, you know, short version of the story is I went on eBay and I picked up a used Samsung Series 5 uh, Chromebook with, I think, like a 12-inch screen for all of about 125 bucks, And I was really, really impressed with the build quality of the machine and with the Chrome OS in general for being just great for kids, for students, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, for... Have us. you done a review of this? Have you done an article on this? I have actually not reviewed Chromebooks per se. I mean, not except for the when one that do, I bought When you do, let us son. know. Yeah, because of course. I'd like to make that available to our listeners as well because sure. it's something we're just breaking into right now. Right. But it does seem like a great solution. You spent kids, a lot of schools now, are investing in that kind of thing. Rick... We have had so much fun here today, and we're running out of time already. Thanks so much, Rick Breuder, for being with us again. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's always a pleasure when the gadget guy is in the house. Uh, Doc, here comes another (laughs) drone. (laughs) Hey, we're going to stick around for just a few minutes here, and uh, then there's going to be another hour coming up where Gary and Cal and I are going to be answering your questions that you submitted to the Internet Advisor via our website. Back with that 